Australia is made possible because of you, our great listeners, and because of our subscribers on Patreon. Have we started taping yet, Jonathan? If you would like to help this show to get... Have we started taping? Better. Are you taping right now? And continue Am to... Am I on the taping machine right now? Progress. If we are on the taping machine right now, please uh, edit my voice out so that your uh, announcement about the Patreon can go smoothly through without me interrupting it. Visit our Patreon site uh, at patreon.com. Jonathan. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you. You're listening to KBBX9. And I am your partner in this radio show. Yes. Now, we've got a great guest coming up later on the show today. She has had an illustrious career as a porn model and is now tackling politics. We talked to Jenny Rim Doctor after these men... Oh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I thought we had an interesting thing there, that you would be like the uh, regular... Um, kind. Uh, uh, lowest common denominator yeah. radio announcer. And I would be autistic. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, have you seen any great films lately, Hule? I saw a few films on my video recorder. Uh-huh. And what films were they? I saw the film The Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Temple of Tomb and the uh, the Lost, Lost Crusade. They're all movies with Indiana Jones. I like them. I saw them also the day before yesterday. (laughs) My grandmother gave them to me for the Christmas. (laughs) I live with her. (laughs) Okay, stop. Because my parents are uncomfortable around me. But my grandmother is my best friend. And now a song with a band. (laughs) Do you like music? (laughs) I love music when it's uh, the right volume. (laughs) Speaking of... (laughs) Oh, that's nice. How, How are you? I'm good. Twice in one week we get to do this. Yes, yes, because that of was the a bit ex- Yoda, wasn't it? Twice in one week we get to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, because of the popping of the cyst in the back of my throat. Yeah, uh, we did one with, uh, uh, on the Monday. On the Monday, and, and now has this the Friday? Has your rage subsided? My rage. About my rage has subsided. I haven't turned green all week. <laughs> you know, remember the? Didn't we already film this episode? Oh yes, yeah. Because of uh, I didn't have any rage. I think no, that was the whole point. Frustration. But, well, yeah, a slight frustration, but also kind of uh, uh, a feeling that it's. You know, you're getting too used to the whole situ- political situation in Iceland. Mm. Like we, we, we've been here before. We've been here before. It's the song that doesn't end. Will it always be like this? Or is it just when we are kids? Sometimes life just makes me shit. How was it? What Will song it is that? Will it always be like this? Or is it just when we are kids? Sometimes life just makes me sick. Where is my dick? I was cast down from heaven, became the prince of darkness. Found a girl who gave me loving, and now she is my princess. It's a song from my play for this talker. Oh, uh, it's the one musical number in that um, 
Well, there are two musical numbers in that show. In uh, English? Um, yeah, one is in English just because. Uh-huh. The whole place is in Icelandic, but then suddenly they burst into song and it's in English just because it's Is this the, the play the school is doing right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's sang, uh, these, are, these, these lyrics which I sang right now are divided between three characters. One handicapped kid, uh, one uh, uh, his father whose dick has been cut off, and then Satan comes in. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to see it the week weekend after next. Uh, and see it again. the handicapped kid. Yeah, well, a, a wheelchair kid, yes. So they... Wow. Wow. I'd love to be, like, in the, the, the casting sessions mm-hmm. of this play. Like, okay, so... <laughs> Hello, my name is Thorvaldur, and I am auditioning for the role of Handicapped Kid. Yeah. Well, his name is Kolle. Kolle? Yes. Kolle, I am auditioning for Handicapped Kid. Okay, show us what you got. And he just sits in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Around. Yeah, it's basically it. Um, it's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's not a very complicated character, but yeah. uh, I guess every actor can make him his own. What's the basic storyline of this play? There, there, it's a story of three different families. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, it's focused on the mo- mo- mothers in the families. It starts out with uh, <clears throat> uh, four friends mm-hmm. who uh, get... In, well, it's f- basically four different families. There are four friends, four girls who uh, have a car accident. They crash into a guy while they're driving drunk after a Eurovision party. Oh. And, uh, Is he... The handicapped guy. No, he dies in the arms of one of the girls. He is split in half oh. in the in the accident. Uh, and um, side note, he uh, he just discovered the cure to AIDS, and uh, he he has it written down on the formula written down on a small piece of paper. But one of the girls uh, used this the paper for a joint. And uh, smokes it, but that's just that does that's just one. that's just a little yeah that's just like, that's a uh, side note yeah that's just a, like a joke within that scene and it never comes back, uh, and then cut to fifteen years later where they've all like uh, they've all gotten away with this kind of uh, manslaughter mm-hmm. and they all have families and one of them is in a very abusive. Uh, um, Relationship. She mm-hmm. has three kids, and uh, her husband is uh, well. It's just a it's a horrible human being mm-hmm. who abuses her and her kids. And one of the kids is the handicapped one. Uh huh. And then there is the uh, <clears throat> cocaine family, which is they they are kind of a rich family, and they hide their uh, secrets and every. Well, they they kind of hide bit, uh, under a kind of a fancy lifestyle facade mm-hmm. and, and use cocaine to numb the pain. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> the third family is a really fucked up one. They do all the drugs. Uh-huh. And uh, the man of the family has huge uh, breasts, like just female breasts. And that's just, everyone loves that. And sometimes he... He uh, allows his uh, wife and daughter to uh, suckle on his teats. Uh, and the, the daughter is a Satan worshipper as well. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and that's the, actually the happiest family in the story. Right. That's the most functional family in the story. Aha. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because they all love each other and, and they're all so really, like, really honest with each other. And for example, there's a scene where. Where the girl she uh, uh, she uh, brings she like brings Satan to life. Mm. How, how what do you say? You don't exercise. You uh, yeah. Well, you, you wake up Satan. Or how, yeah, yeah, yeah. She does a, a ritualist ritual with her friend, and uh, Satan comes. But Satan because she wanted Satan to be her new boyfriend. But Satan likes her friend better, and they leave. Uh, so she's just crying when her parents come home from a reunion, mm. and uh, and the dad is a really good comforter. He's like, yeah, 
suck on my boobs. Yeah, he's suck on suck on my boobs. Uh, but he, before that, he says, "Oh, well, come on, maybe maybe he was just shy. You know how kids are." But no, he wasn't kid. He's so much older than me because they don't know. <laughs> he, they don't really know he's talking about the devil. But that wouldn't even matter. And then he says, "Oh, come on, a lot of my friends, like guys I work with, they love you. They really like. They are really hot for you." And she really yes yes here come suck on my teats, and um, and then there's the fourth family, which uh, uh, isn't revealed until the end, which is the one girl in the car accident which felt bad about killing mm. a guy, uh, or uh, well was visual, felt visually bad about killing a guy. She mm-hmm. left the friend group mm-hmm. in that scene. And then she comes back in the present and has spent 15 years in Africa being Jane Goodall. Oh, wow. And she brought her boyfriend back, which is an actual gorilla. And that's the that's the other, like, functional family within the play. Wow. That's, yeah, I kind of spoiled it all, but it's fun. And high school kids are doing this. Yes, and with a lot of sex scenes. I have to see this play. <laughs> 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 Fuck Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of my next play, actually. <laughs> Fuck Hamilton. Fuck Hamilton. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that's really good. Yeah. I, I kind of just want to see that now. I'm going to need to go back into playwriting. I think I will now with the new with my new focus crutch. Mm. Uh, and, uh, because I've already started writing two plays. Uh-huh. Uh, one musical uh, with my cousin Ert, who will do the music, yeah. and one um, like a reboot of Hamlet. Yeah, you've told me about that one. Uh, which I'm doing with Saga Karasdottir. Yeah, but she's probably going to be having a little break soon anyway. Yes, because she has a baby in her belly. Yeah. Yeah, because she eats babies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. You didn't know uh, Saga was pregnant? No, I. so we we both were on the same flight up north because, oh. I mean, the, the three of us have the same agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, you and three other comedians did a gig where nobody showed up because, because everyone was, was going to We go to her gig, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't remember, like... She mentioned something about how tired she was, you know, because she's been doing so much stuff. Like her and and uh, Dora have been working on uh-huh. some big projects. Yeah, the scope is. I didn't know if I, if we were allowed to talk about that. But... Uh, that's out now. Okay, so she, yeah, her the her annual comedy show. show, which is on New Year's Eve in Iceland, mm-hmm. which everybody watches. Yeah, it's the most watched thing in Iceland. It's more watched than the Eurovision. Eurovision yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's a huge project. So she, she was heading up that and she was talking about how tired she was. And then she said something along the lines of, but you know, that's understandable. It was almost like when someone says I'm eating for two mm-hmm. and she kind of like grabbed her belly. And I went, I, I didn't quite get it. No, I no. just went, what, 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 what do you mean? And then the penny dropped and went, oh my, and we're like, this is in the line where they're looking at your tickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I went, you're yeah, 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 you're pregnant. She you're said yes. I was like, "Oh my god, do people know?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I only told you, Jonathan, what, who I'm what kind of familiar with. <laughs> kind of who, who we've we've had maybe five conversations. <laughs> to be, why are you giving me this information? Um, but and then and then I was like, "Oh my god, how far along are you?" And she was, she was well into her pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have long left. No, no. She is. Her belly isn't that. Uh, no, but she said that. She said because she she joked like Snorri is is short and yeah, small, and yeah. she's so tall, so it kind of evens out. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I that I actually kind of made that logic in my head. Yeah, <laughs> that, that she's really tall and statuesque, and he's kind of shorter and and small. So they're yeah, gonna it's have like a hobbit impregnated an elf, and and they're gonna have like a, just a regular sized human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It will be so boring. It will be so, so boring. Such a boring human. I think it will be a very attractive. Like human, yeah, because yeah, they're both so. very attractive people. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will be one of the greats. Mm. Mm. Oh, she's 
She does so. She she was one of those people who, when I first met her, I was like, I really want you to like me. Yeah, I've, you. I know because you act that same way around the super hot lady friend, and you change your whole demeanor around. I it's know. So I know. <laughs> it's, like who is that guy? I get kind of like a schoolgirl. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> You like you like come and say hi, and then you you don't stop for you're like I'm gonna leave you alone now. Yeah. <laughs> like you're bothering a famous person. <laughs> I feel like I am because <laughs> she's so she's so smart and together, and you know she's everything everyone wants to be. Yeah, well, but I've got to get my shit together because she's she's coming to dinner tomorrow, isn't she? Yes, okay. I am having you for dinner tomorrow. And also, Iva Rella, who uh, Ivar, who is the other podcast pod- husband, podcast husband, and his Finnish woman. Yeah, it's a couple dinner. It's a couple dinner. Is it going to end in a key party? It's also, uh, yeah, it's going to end in a key party. <laughs> how how what this diff, um, like a disappointing key party? It would be for, like with three couples. And then we go and uh, grab the keychains, and we all just grab our own. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so it's just okay. Well, oh. do, do you want it again? Oh, oh, I guess. Yeah, we already did it today. Do you want to just <laughs> want to just watch something on our phone in the next room? <laughs> there's, a, there's a new video of the first class lounge of Eddie had. How about like a key party where you don't have sex, but just go do couple things with the other one? <laughs> like build IKEA furniture, yeah. <laughs> or, or argue over whose turn it is to cook dinner. <laughs> yeah, or, or like watch a show which the other one kind of doesn't want to show. Yeah. <laughs> but just to dust her a favor. Yeah, yeah, I guess okay. it's kind of good. Yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah of, sure. You know, predictable, really. <laughs> it's basically just black matlock. Hell, hell. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I just invented a show. Black. I'm going to Hollywood. A two word pitch Black, black Matlock. <laughs> Sold. Sold. Oh three, my God. three seasons. Boom. Oh, <laughs> uh, that always makes me think of the Anna Gasteyer line. I've said this before mm. about when they sold friends. Yeah. yeah she yeah, does yeah. it like coffee, whiny, juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Blacklock, you could call it. Yes, I was avoiding that uh, pun or uh, whatever you call it. Like black exploitation theater. Yeah, I'm actually talking about black exploitation. I let's uh, make make this the uh, no, uh, yeah, no, that's not a very embarrassing. So no, I I uh, went to I saw breast exploitation. Uh, breast exploitation. Yes. Is uh, it going to lead into something embarrassing? No, not really. Yeah, I don't have anything embarrassing. Uh, let's let's do the theme song now. I was. That's what I was. <laughs> That wasn't oddly clunkier expositional at all. Let us, let's do the theme song now, Jonathan. All right, I'm an Australian. And I am Icelandic. And together we are... Australia, Australia. We are both men with internal organs. Australia, <laughs> sing with me. Australia, we promise to be fun this morning. Australia, Australia, my cousin's name is Jonathan. My Australia. Oh, your Australia. <laughs> we promise not to be boring today. Oh, that was nice. You today. <laughs> you need to. I think you should use that character more. I like him. This one. The autistic one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have tears. <laughs> I like him also because I, I I've I've met several of him before, mm-hmm. and I think actually the world would be a better place if we all had a beautiful autistic person around us. Yes, we all need some autism in our life. I think it truly does 
make uh, you a better person. Yeah. yeah, I worked with a lot of autistic uh, people in uh, my life, and it is actually kind of my safety net when this whole comedy thing goes down. When when uh, my facade is uncovered, when uh, <laughs> when they realize I'm but a fraud. <laughs> this isn't art. You are this is any- stick figures. He's an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> Get him. Then I will go back into uh, working with autistic kids. Yeah, which is, which is super fun. I would actually agree. Like I, I used to do it. Like I, one of my jobs was with. I just basically followed one specific boy. Yeah. Around yeah. Uh, a school, I was never there's, paid for it. I just no did joke it. There. Yeah. There's, no, <laughs> there's nothing uh, inappropriate to be said here. Nope. No yeah. personal line at all. No, no, none whatsoever. So you and were following a boy. I was around. following a boy around a school, yeah. and <laughs> no, but I just I I went with him to his lessons at yeah. the school, and I just would sit with him. And yeah. my role was to translate non-autistic to autistic. Yes. So because yeah. the teachers, for some reason, at the school had no interest in learning about autism or how to actually connect with a child in the spectrum. And so I was given the training Mm -hmm. and I basically, you know, the teacher would come over to me and say, why does he have his hood up and why is he not listening? And I would go, oh, because uh, the air conditioner is really loud and that's all he can hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they go, oh, okay, I'll turn it off. Oh, look, look, <laughs> look, he's working now. <laughs> or, or like, you know, but what, what I loved about him was he reminded me so much of, of um, when you're in school, you do things because you're told. Mm-hmm. And like, he was quite high functioning. Like he was, you know, he could learn Finnish in a week if he was interested in it, but yeah. he would never be interested in learning Finnish. He was not interested. He was, he was, he, fe- he feigned interest. He feigned interest. Um, but he was so good. And like, he made me question my own adolescence. Like there were times when, um, you know, I'd, his name was Toby, mm. who he still is. He's still alive. Yeah. Um, later played Spider-Man. He did later play Spider-Man. Uh, but he, they'd be like, you know, um, the teacher would want them to write a story about something. And, I'd say, so why don't you want to write the story? He's like, well, why? Why do I have to? What's what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, it, there'd be so many times where I go, wait a second, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the purpose? I yeah, uh, that that has happened to me a lot. Not only working with uh, uh, autistic kids, but just kids and teenagers. Mm. But mm. why? why? Why do we need to do this? I said, uh, I don't know. I'm stuck in the same machine as you are. <laughs> Listen, kid, I don't want to be here either. Why don't you just write this? I'll sit at the front and we all shut up and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember once, once uh, there's this, like, a t- uh, uh, what's called Bayarvenna, which means town work. Yeah. Uh, Is that like a work experience? Yeah, work experience. So you go you work have... in like a doctor's office for a week or something? No, it's or... more like just kids working in gardens, uh, picking weeds, uh-huh. uh, pulling weeds out of the ground. And there's always one guy who is the... Uh, Who's older and who's a leader? Yes, who's older and who's a leader, and I've been that My guy. publisher of, of Bruce the Angry Bear used to do that when he was younger. Right, yeah. yeah. I remember there was this one girl, a teenage girl, who was constantly bickering. And she never, but why do we have to sit here in the wet grass and pull these, pull these weeds out of the ground? It's so boring. I don't have to do that. Can we do anything else? And I said... Why do you always have to protest everything I ask you for? She says, because I'm a teenager. <laughs> and I said, that's the best answer. That's good, good. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. Let us now all sit down and just be sad in the rain for a while. Because there's no escape, really. You just uncovered the whole uh, system. And uh, and I'm realizing there's nothing we can do because yeah. we need our paycheck. Yeah. You need to buy some more jeans with holes in them. Oh, old man Hull is talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and go listen to your rap music with actually no lyrics. <laughs> yeah, but you had breastploitation theatre. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I really wanted to come, but I was working. 
Yes, you were. Uh, I, did, I had a breast bloatation theater. I have this monthly uh, movie screening in uh, Bio Paradis, which, where I show bad movies. It's and called Prumpi Paradis, and Prumpi in Icelandic is fart. Yes, a fart in paradise. Uh, because it's in cinema paradise. paradise. Yeah. Cinema paradise. And Paul uh, Oscar was my guest, and he handpicked this movie. He insisted he, on this movie. He is an aficionado of terrible movies. Like yes, he's he is like he loves. He's the biggest movie geek in Iceland, yeah. and he's also the biggest pop star in Iceland. Which have I you seen is... his personal collection of films? Yes, it's impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. It'd be worth uh, it, a lot of money. It's, he's probably got five times more than I. Of, of and he has Super DVDs. 8 and 35mm. Yeah, he's collecting since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, and so uh, he picked this movie called Double Agent 73, starring a uh, uh, woman with breasts called Chesty Morgan. It that was, was her Chesty Morgan. Yeah, well, his, her real name was... She's Russian. She was uh, Polish. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds Finnish. Yeah, okay. Her name is Kuka Kaka Blue. And... Imagine if I couldn't do any kind of lang- uh, language uh, imitations <laughs> yeah. whenever I do a foreigner. Yeah, and then this Chinese guy came to me and said, Bleh, bleh, boop, boop, bop, bop. And then, and then there was this Russian guy who said, Koopa, koopa, boop, boop. <laughs> I think you found a way of telling. I think his name was Bing Tang Klong and the Russians was Bang Ding Dong. Well, both sound with the they, that sound, that sounded yeah, a bit yeah, like it. it could have yeah the thing with doing uh, like uh, absolutely outlandish gibberish you have to uh, avoid it sounding anything I used to do it a lot it was kind of part of m- my me being a weird kid yeah I used to do like talk in uh, Jebris to like fir kostai ja läkota finjonota to rupova lagistiki etola foriana aiko tu puble ge nusterieta vlet Now it's sending Arabic Ayakot nirikistetala but of sanamekra hutcha vaikane ertetsestepe No wow So I kind of whenever I sounded like one language I tried to change Switch. it to other yeah. and uh, so if I was Arabic I go to Finnish and whatever So uh, and once that's an um, an embarrassment of, of the week. week. Well, a week From that was a long, ago. long time ago. Okay, what happened? <laughs> I once was given a radio show. Uh huh. Yeah. After I had been, uh, 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 I had been a movie critic for Tvihövde, mm-hmm. uh, one of Iceland's most famous comedy duos, who had a radio show. Uh, and I'd been a movie critic for them for like three years and they said hey you want your own show because they were kind of suddenly given the reins to a whole station mm-hmm. and uh, I said sure let's do a show I'll have a show in the night like uh, every weeknight between 8 and 11 or something every weeknight yes that's a lot of that radio is, time that is a lot of radio time that is that is like Five times of three hours. Yes, and it was also kind of... That's 15 hours. It was very... Uh, like, the music on the station was very basic. You uh-huh. had to play the, the... Top 40. Yeah, Top 40, and it was in 2000, so it's a lot of Creed. Ooh. With arms wide open. Mixed with... Oh, baby, baby. There was no uh, pop. It was supposed to be rock. Oh. So it was... But it was spe- like uh, the top 40 rock of the two thousand year 2000. It was, was pretty a, terrible. It was pretty terrible. Yeah. It was uh, music... Uh, as one band called Live. Which I remember had, Live. Yeah. Uh, Can you hear the dolphins cry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And occasionally a bit more fun music like the Swedish band Candle. Om du var här, om du var här, oh jamadär. Well, we only had the English version, but I once uh, brought in the Swedish version to mix things up. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the music uh, music department called me and said, was that the Swedish version of Candle? And I said, yes. Yeah, play the English version, please. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but- Do you remember the Rasmus? The Rasmus. Yeah. I've been watching. I've been waiting. 
I think they were Finnish. In yeah, the shadows. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I had I was given a show and I was way kind of I hadn't found my like voice as an artist mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I mean and now now I'm all the time in all sorts of media and radio interviews and stuff like that and now I realize oh I just have to show up and be myself. Which is rule number one of comedy. Show up. Yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. And uh, I, that's a kind of... Uh, often when uh, I see like beginning comics, mm. you know, but, oh, he's not himself. Yeah. He's trying to be cool. He's trying he's to be trying someone to, else. Yeah. yeah. Just go there. But it's hard to realize who, who you are sometimes. Especially when you're younger. Yeah. So uh, then I just, okay, I'll just do what I think is funny. And uh, one, uh, like I once I did the whole show only in gibberish. So there was this like very, basic, very basic, super basic playlist with, with arms wide open. And I did like, Kirkutsoa projettita palekestöti ja kaapa teetä taavis arst vaid open. Kiritusta viisikaita Whitney Houston. And I like dropped in like pop star names, which we didn't play. I said like Mariah Carey. But then I just played live or, or Creed or, or Rammstein. Sometimes it was Rammstein. And uh, and the phone lines were glowing like every line. And if I dared to answer the phone, people were screaming at me to get the fuck off the air. And they did call me the gay f word a lot. Really, flan? <laughs> yes, they called you flan. Yeah, they called. It's me such a gross dessert. Flan. Oh my god, am I am I allowed to say flan? I don't think you. I think it's our word. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. I wish I re- like I, when they called when they called in mm. and screamed at me and told me I was a loser and uh, and a homosexual and a homosexual dessert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, it hurt my feelings mm. and I thought, oh, how, what can I do? How can I please these people? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have thought that. No, way. I should have done like a whole season. Only in gibberish. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been like a huge. Then you could have brought out. in people and did interviews in yeah. gibberish. Kevin Spacey. Weinstein. Ah, first to, 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 I have to sit on Weinstein get to the sofa. <laughs> uh, you should have done that. Uh, yes, I should have, but uh, yeah. Did well, you get fired because of it? No, well, they changed owners, really. Uh, the station got like, uh, it was the, the classical thing with Suddenly, there were different owners in them, and, and they and, went in a different direction. They went in a different direction and didn't tell me about it. So I, I, I think I, I think I even showed up for work, and I wasn't supposed to work there. And this is not the only time that has happened to me while working for Icelandic media. I once did like a weekly comic for this uh, magazine about a one-eyed gay cat called Kisi. Uh huh. And uh, well, he was. Well, nobody knew he was gay. I knew he was you gay. You knew he was gay. It was, it was there were Easter eggs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I just I decided he was gay in book number four. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I realized afterward the Easter eggs were everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but um, that yeah, they had me do this comic, and then when I uh, then I had like sent them a two or three comics for three weeks. Yeah, for like three weeks in a row. And yeah. And, the, and then I realized, hey, they haven't been printing them. And I called them, and what's going on? And they said, no, oh, why are you not doing, doing that any longer? There's a new editor, blah, blah, blah. But they, they call no, me, motherfucker. No one told you. Yeah, and I tap, it's, yeah, I, think, I think it's kind of an Icelandic way. It's a, mm. it's a very medvirkni thing. You know what medvirkni is? No. I think, I, <clears throat> I really have to look it up. 
While you look it up, I have quite an embarrassment of the week. Yeah, go for it. And this this story involves my my day job, my do, job du jour. Um, dependency. Dependency. Yeah. What? It doesn't really describe the word. It's when uh, you don't do things because you feel uncomfortable. Uh, ah, it's it, they're afraid of confrontation. Yeah, yeah. non-confrontational. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They just ignore it and hope it goes away. Yeah, that's... It's very, very Icelandic. It's very Icelandic. Yeah, yeah. Or, or give someone the silent treatment and hope that they figure out mm-hmm. what you're pissed off at and fix yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then they uh, run each, into each other at a bar, very drunk, and pour each other's hearts out and don't remember it the next the day. The next day, yeah. but then suddenly their relationship is okay again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so I, I was in my kitchen job yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this this story involves incredible coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of coinkydinks. So, um... I, I was early in the day, one of the shift managers was just looking around the kitchen and I said, is, is everything okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just checking that all our fire extinguishers and everything are up to date. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. He said, because I've just heard that, that, um, the fire department had been doing surprise inspections, mm-hmm. uh, which if you work in any bar or anything in this city, this is this is something that's very weird as an Australian that I have never seen anywhere before. Like, uh, you get the immigration police will just arrive at, like, 8 p.m. And they'll ask for everybody's social security number and check that you're actually registered as you work there. Interesting. Yeah, they're, like, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. You might get, um, and they're always accompanied by the police as well. Wow. Yeah, and you have Scary. to you have to tell them your Kanatala, so oh. your your number and and if you don't work there then you know, then they're like, Hey, or if you don't have a Kenneth like that's they have immigration police here. Oh, yeah. Um but they also do, you know, health food checks and the fire department would do that and I've never heard of the fire department doing um random checks at like weird times, like midnight or like yeah. walking into a bar and going, uh, fire department, we want to check everything's up to school. Like, wouldn't you imagine like it would be a better use of resources if you did that during a nine to five when people are paid a full time job, but whatever. So he just said, is everything up to date? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember like a, a few months ago, the fire department actually came in and, and put in new fire extinguishers and new fire blankets and checked everything. Everything's fine. He's like, oh, good. Because, you know, that would that would suck if, mm-hmm. if something was out of place. And so there we go, confidently about the day. Um, and something weird happened. So uh, we have these grills. Yeah. And underneath them, bits that, that go through from, like, bacon or meat uh, just go in the, this tray, this... Yeah. this Drip tray. Yeah, which is... Uh, At the be- yeah. The food you, you give to the slaves. Yes, exactly. It's what the staff eat. Yeah. Um, only the foreign staff, because oh, no, we're yeah. not allowed real food right. or real jobs. Um, and... <laughs> And so, um, at the at the beginning of every day, before everything gets turned on, you completely clean that whole tray out, because if you have fatty products in an area where there is, because there's no open flame, but in heat, you, you know, it's a fire risk. <clears throat> and so, we make a point of every single morning, you clean all of that stuff off mm-hmm. till there's nothing in there. It's completely just steel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... Um, there, uh, yesterday, there was at one point where I was um, doing something and I turned to the guy who was next to the grill and I just looked at the grill and I went, huh, it's because it, it just, it, it looked really hot. Hmm. Like it looked like it was super, like more than normal. And um, I just pushed him aside and someone had accidentally bumped the knob. Yeah. So it was up really high yeah. and I turned it down. Well, actually, I think I turned it off. Yeah. No, no, all the way down. Yeah. And I said, oh, wow, that's, you know, you just, just, we've got to keep an eye on making sure that you, mm-hmm. several times throughout the day you check that it's not up too high. And then I was looking at it and there was like a tiny bit of like bacon on the top of the grill. Yeah. And I said... Uh, oh yeah, you should probably like get rid of that and put some water in there 
so that it it cools down uh-huh. because that's a fire risk. Literally, just as I'm telling him, you need to get that. The bacon catches on fire, mm. <laughs> and so it just goes, <laughs> and then the fire falls underneath into the tray, the drip tray, okay. and then that's on fire. Wow! And then uh, I instantly, like, it, to my credit, I did not freak out. I went. Oh, okay, that's a fire. So we turned off. I said, turn it off. And it was off. And then, you know, first you just see if it's going to just go Mm -hmm. away. And then it didn't. It kept growing. So then I walked over and I grabbed the fire blanket and I put the fire blanket on. And then you just, you wait to see if it suffocates the flame. And I went, oh, that's not working. So then I removed the fire blanket and I went over and I grabbed the fire extinguisher. Right. And I walked over towards it. And I, as I'm walking over, I'm making sure that it's, you know, it's it's for fat fires or grease fires. <clears throat> And then I put it in, you know, the whole thing is over in like two minutes. I mean, the flames got high, but nothing was damaged. Nothing was destroyed. We had a small little fire that I dealt with. Yeah. Everything is exactly as it should. That's how it should work. Mm-hmm. Well-oiled machine. No one was hurt. Nothing was damaged. There's yeah. a small fire. It's a kitchen. It can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I... I <laughs> After it was all done, everything's cleaned up. I uh, I went to the shift manager who's who's um, uh, serving somebody a beer, and I'm just because I'm like, okay, well he's in charge. I kind of so I just lean in, I whisper into his ear. Um, I don't want to. Uh, don't freak out. There was a small fire in the kitchen. Everything was taken care of. Um, okay. And then he went, what? <laughs> is is it on fire right now? I said, no, no, no. Everything's fine. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we worked out exactly what happened. The thing went to, like, you know, okay, we know the system. We know where it went wrong, but we dealt with it. The fire department did a surprise inspection later that night. <laughs> what a fucking coincidence. Um, and, yeah, and then uh, they noticed, oh, was there a fire in here today? You know, I noticed your fire extinguisher was used. And so that, yeah, my embarrassment was that the... I don't know. It's it's not that funny, but <laughs> it's not that funny. Uh, <laughs> it's not that funny, but I just thought it was weird that earlier that day he said, "Can we make sure all of the fire yeah. things are working?" Then we had a fire. Then the fire department showed up to do an inspection. No, yeah, no. It's not very embarrassing or funny. It's true. Uh, it's uh, it's more like there was a fire. You took care of it, and then later the fire department came, and but everything was okay. Everything. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, they were like the. Uh, apparently, they were kind of like, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you one of your fire extinguishers has been used, and you need a new fire blanket. Yeah. So yeah, no, we this- we had a fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that that made you almost miss choir practice. Have you heard that? Have I no. told you about the choir practice? No. It's a thing within my friend group. If the story isn't boring, yeah. you just finish it with, and then I almost miss choir practice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, uh, I thought. It's I, a hint of someone telling you this yeah. is a boring and story. And it's, it's such a fun way to, uh, like, we should incorporate it into this show because it's such a fun way to point that out. Yeah. Uh, so, like, for example, oh, really? So. Was that on your way to choir, choir practice? Ah, uh, point taken. <laughs> point taken. I used to have a, a code word. I mean, you saw your eyebrows were burnt off during choir practice. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I will never be a soprano again. <laughs> I used to, my, my ex used to have a code word for me when he, because uh, I went through a period of life where I was a massive bitch to lots of people, um, where he would say the word potato. Oh. And that was to let me know that I was being um, uh, an unbearable bitch to okay, someone. Okay, yeah. We should also have a quote for bitch. <laughs> uh, potato. Potato. No, I'm not going to use that. But uh, um, what's, what's a bitchy version of choir practice? Bitchy version of choir. Gay choir practice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the men's chorus. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. It's now time for How How to Speak speak Australian. Australian. I discovered something the other day. 
What? In Australian. So remember when you taught me that um, uh, yaya yaya has so many different meanings depending on how you say it. Yaya. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's a word in the Australian language that is equal. Right. That's one thing that's equal in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> yes, you are. Um, the word mate. Ah, mate. Because you could be like, oh, mate. 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 Yeah. Mate now. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like dude. It's like that scene in uh, basketball, dude, 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 mate, 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 dude. What does mine say? What have you got? Yeah, yeah, mate, mate. Okay, oh, I got mate. something for you. Yeah, Kirkjuslanka. Church snake. Yes. Oh, my God, I got it. No, but... Oh. <laughs> uh, although I did it because it sounds like uh, sounds like church snake. Because... Kirkjuslanka. Uh, yeah, but Kirkja... Uh, uh, church has a, a, an I in it, but the Kirkja I'm talking about... Has an Y. Yes. Uh, why? Why? And... Um, it's uh, the word for, uh, well, I guess an anaconda. Or yeah, like a large python. Yeah, or, yeah, a python. A non-venomous snake that, that crushes its prey. Yes, and to kirka is a verb. Uh-huh. It means to strangle. Strangle snake. Yes, that's ah, the word for a python. A constrictor. A constrictor, yes, yes. Strangle. Strangle Strangle snake. Strangles. We can't stop here. The whole swamp's filled with strangle snakes. Strangle snakes is pretty like strangle snakes. Are they venomous? No, they strangle. The stranglers. <laughs> stranglers. <laughs> they, they strangle. They also have a great song called Golden Brown. So, but I did a picture, a play on word um, picture, which will uh, be in my next book. Yeah, uh, uh, it's. Uh, where I drew a kirkjuslanga but with an eye where I had a like a, a church a church but an out of the church was crawling like a snake like priest oh and that's a church snake a church snake <laughs> yes yeah you know what I'm talking about I like uh, talking about child molestation <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's one cry- choir practice that's that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> I, that I know that that choir practice is going to end in a royal commission. Uh, it's, it's probably in Australia. That, that's an actual embarrassing embarrassment <laughs> of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! This, is it now time for Gay to Me Straight? It's time for Gay to Me Straight. Do you have a question? Gay to Me Straight before it's too late. Get to me straight I'm stalling in song today Is it possible that we have answered every possible question? Yeah, th- It's th- been over a year. The thing is, both with the embarrassment I feel and the uh, get to me straight is that I feel less and less embarrassed about things in general. Because you've always done worse. Yeah. Yes. And uh, also, uh, then then I like oh, which is good. I mean that means it's a it good worked. thing. Yeah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> but it's we might have to find another segment when we like start to feel so like uh, when we're so uh, balanced. Yeah, that we don't we don't uh, get worked out about. Well, the, I mean ba- the worst thing, things. The the, the the a bad side effect could be that we start intentionally putting ourselves in embarrassing situations yeah. just so that we can fill a segment. Yeah, exactly. Because I've never done that. So I think I mean we should only have embarrassment of the week if we have an embarrassment of the week, mm. and we should only have gay to be straight. If we have an actual gay question, which, oh, I really have to ask, ask that. Oh, you, that was good acting, because I was like, I thought maybe you thought of one in the oh. middle of <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, uh, uh, because uh, we were already fun. 
I yeah. mean, and also, uh, people of Australia, send us questions. No, if, if hashtag gay to me straight. Hashtag gay to me straight. Hashtag ants of agony. Hashtag ants of agony. Hashtag, hashtag how to speak Australian. Hashtag embarrassment of the week. Yeah. Yeah, because if we don't have one, we can sure talk about yours. Yes, and if yours embarrassment of the week echoes with something in our lifetime, we can say, well, that happened to me and I'm still alive. And I have three podcasts. And if there's <laughs> if there's one thing we're very good at, it's finding ways to talk about ourselves. Yes, that is true. But I actually have a gay to demonstrate. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I, it's about film roles. Mm. Uh, it's been a, a recent discussion uh, whenever, like, uh, uh, a cisgender cis piece of shit. Yeah. Place uh, a, a, trans, trans a transgender piece of shit. Uh, well, they're both pieces of shit. Okay. Equal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like when Jared Leto, who is this, is gender piece of shit. Yes. Played a transgender person in yeah. Dallas Buyers Club, and then somebody said, "What? You, you, you can a piece of shit can play a person." Yeah. Or, well, they did say a, tra- a, 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 a cisgender can't play a transgender, which mm. is a valid point to make. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I see I see the point, like, uh, especially when there are, there are, there are so many trans actors out there who don't get cast in anything. Mm-hmm. There are so many. There there are. There's mm-hmm. there's lots of trans actors mm-hmm. uh, in the entire world, and, and they're... Like often, often trans actors only get trans roles, right? So yeah. often they only get cast as a trans person. Mm-hmm. So already their career options are tiny, and then suddenly yeah. the roles that they do get cast in are going to people who yeah. are cis. Who are putting on trans. Face. So I can I completely understand. Yeah, they're they're putting on trans face. Yeah, but um, I understand that. Like um. And also, my my issue with this whole, like, someone who is not that thing playing someone who is, or like, you know, a straight person playing a gay person, my issue with it is uh, I wish we would stop rewarding um, straight, especially straight male actors, mm. for being so brave to play gay. Yeah, that's that's nothing brave about that. And it annoys exactly. the shit out of me because there, as you know, I'm an actor myself, mm-hmm. and I've lost roles that were gay people yeah. to straight men because the director was like, "Oh no, if we get a, a a a straight man to play this gay lead, it you know people will just think this is brave." Yeah, and he will get an Oscar, and it'll be great publicity for the movie. I, I mean, remember remember that play that I um, I told you about where there was nudity and all this shit, and I played a woman, and I, oh. I had like five other characters. Um, every single gay man in that play was played by a straight man. Yeah, and I had a huge issue with it, but I never spoke up about it at the right, time. Right, uh, it, it's. It's. I just. I just wish that we would stop because gay people play straight people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Gay people play straight roles all the time. It's just that often you don't hear about it. That's what I find. Uh, I like uh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Yes. In in Star Trek, he's straight. He's a straight Vulcan. He's a straight Vulcan in Star Trek. Nobody's like, oh my god! So you, in an interview, so Zachary, you're a gay man. You don't enjoy having sex with women. How brave was yeah, it? Well, what really bothered me about that is because I already thought I knew about the whole uh, Vulcan sexual experience, which is uh, confined within a thing called the Pon Far, which is like this one time every like five or ten years. Or they whatever. have sex. They have a, like a. They get extremely horny. Mm. That's the pawn far, and then they must have like wild sex, like extreme, super hot, sweaty, steamy sex, 
so they can be Vulcan for the next 10 years or something. That actually like sounds that. really hot. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but then I saw like the Star Trek reboot and uh, and the Vulcan is in a functional relationship with a human. But I guess it's okay because it's half human. So that yeah. kind of works out. So no, I have no complaints except for maybe yeah, I get the thing that you were saying about the gay thing. But you know yeah. me, Vulcans mean Vulcan, more. Vulcans mean more than gays. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're putting them on a scale. Yeah. But, but that's, that's you something... You have a gay friend, he's no Vulcan. That's something that does annoy me is, is you know... Uh, and, and I've actually... I've had uh, in the past year, I did have... It's not a, a filmmaker who lives in Iceland, but I did have a filmmaker approach me, someone I knew from the past, who was like, "I would, if you're going to be in this country around this time or able to, I would love you to have a role in this film. It's quite a heavy lead. And, um, and uh, you know, I, they sent me the script and I read it. And I actually had this uh, kind of, uh, what you call it, like a protest kind of moment. Mm. I went, you know what? I, I sent a, a message back and said, I like your script, but I actually think you could make my character gay. Mm-hmm. And his response was, why do you want this character to be gay? And I said, because uh, changing this character to a gay person doesn't actually change anything in the entire story. I read your whole script. Yeah, and, and if why anything, it makes the thing more unique. Why couldn't this person just happen to be gay? And and then the director didn't like that, so you know I lost out on that role. But that's kind of where I am with this whole situation now. Is that I yeah sure if someone would to offer me a role and were like oh, I want you to play this character and they have a girlfriend, you know if it, of course I'm I'm a working person, I'll take whatever role comes. But I am now actively more seeking out projects where I get to represent a gay person. Right, yeah, of course. But let's. I feel like it's uh, because it's so much on the surface now. It's mm. a very hot topic, mm. the whole sexuality thing. Therefore, you see more and more things like, of course, it's still a huge minority, but more and more uh, things like that in television. And I. <clears throat> so we go back to Star Trek, the mm. new Star Trek thing, uh, Discovery, mm. you have a gay couple where both uh, men are played by so, gay actors. Get out I gay don't actors. remember seeing anything like that on mainstream television or cinema before. And both of them are gay. Yeah. And I think that is amazing. And uh, both of them are known to the gay community. Anthony Rapp mm. was, of course, in the original production of Rent. Yeah, yeah, that's where I know him. From. And he was in the movie, and you know, and uh, and he was sexually assaulted by Kevin Spacey. Um, and Wilson Cruz was in My So Called Life. That's right. And uh, it, it was so many other things. Is but he, yeah, Wilson Cruz, he played a gay character in My So Called Life, yeah. a gay teenager mm-hmm. in mid nineties. Yeah, so it was very groundbreaking. Was yeah. But he's also spoken about uh, his own issues with. Um, being he was openly gay from the start mm-hmm. and he was playing a gay character on TV so that meant basically for years there were only certain roles he was allowed to have right because yeah. people were like oh they're used to seeing you gay yeah you know so it was only he only played gay characters or maybe uh, like asexual yeah or like the in in, in a, a, a long period of cinematic history like gay people kind of have the same uh relegated to the same roles of like uh people who are 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 asian or or, you know like you're not allowed to be the lead you can be the best friend who gives great advice Uh yeah 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 you get you get to be the the one who who especially when you're a gay man you get to be the gay best friend who gives her a makeover and says "Uh uh-uh you know Mm. it's it's and and yeah, but that trope is so tired now uh, that I, I could only see it be done in a, like a David Wayne movie where they're spoofing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still but happens. They, it still happens, but that just means it's a bad movie, really. If if you fall into the trap. Yeah, bad movies so. do get made. Yeah. But having said that, you know, we live in a capitalist world, so if somebody offered me a big bag of money and said, we want you to lisp and flick your wrist around and give somebody a makeover on screen, I would take that big bag of money and I would do exactly what they told me to do. To, to be like a flaming stereotype? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do. Well, how about if you, uh, they wanted to be super straight? Yeah, I'd do that too. Which would you rather? 
Oh, oh, it's Sophie's choice. <laughs> Am I being paid the same amount for yes, each roll? Yes, same amount, and it's both uh, rolls are big. And a big bag of money. Big bag of money. Same big bag. <sighs> are they essentially the same kind of... No, they wouldn't be the same kind they're, of film. Uh, they're as prominent in each... Uh, the Each role is as prominent in the movie. Uh, well, okay. Purely because I'm a comedian... And a character actor, yeah. I'd probably be the lisping queen. Okay, okay. Because it would be easier. But I feel you could be like a, a super macho uh, guy in the other role. Like go f- go for try to be comedic in that way. You can't be comedic as like a super straight reserved character. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's uh, it's but that yeah. I see how like if because. Uh, I guess you would have more uh, improv- more space to improvise mm. in the flaming guy mm-hmm. because if you the reserved character uh, it sounds like a, a more fun role yeah the, yeah the reserved character demands more like subtle things mm-hmm. which uh, I think if I were an actor I would go for a subtle thing because that's I, I think I can be subtle. It's within your range. Yeah, it's within my tiny little range. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is the... This isn't necessarily a gay to me straight, but if you, as an actor, if you had a dream role, what yeah. what kind of character would it be? I think, I mean, I've... Uh, because, uh, well, I can... It's a dream role, really. Uh, an alien, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an alien or a robot, something that is not part of uh, something that doesn't exist, really. Mm-hmm. So I can just add things to it, or maybe like an autistic character. Well, yeah, I would, yeah, I would, yeah. if I would be an alien, I would just play, play autistic. an autistic character. Yeah, yeah. A robot would play autistic. Yeah, I I think I would love to be like the uh, like. An out of touch executive who is just a massive bitch. Oh, you mean like uh, Tilda Swinton in Trainwreck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tilda Swinton in Trainwreck or um, Jennifer Aniston in uh, Office Christmas Party. Oh, I haven't seen Office Christmas Party. She's amazing in that. that Or like, you know, just someone who just is so, they've reached such a level of success and wealth that they are completely out of touch with everybody around them and they have no filter. Right, yeah. Yeah, you could be that. I, I would love to. And they're, they're just very straight-faced mm-hmm. all the time. High-powered, you know, business suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like if you took that and you mixed them with like Karen Walker from Will and Grace. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That I think that yeah, would be... Walk with me. Yeah. yeah. Walk with me. <laughs> We're done. Goodbye. Um, yeah, that, that, that would be an ideal role. I think it's time... For the, the ass of agony. agony. Do we have any questions? People have not been sending questions. Well, in honesty, we're we're always uh, posting about it way too late. But yeah, that's why you haven't been. That's why it's a perfect opportunity to uh, announce our new hashtag system. Yes, which is a system that everyone else does. Which is ask us through hashtags on the Twitter. On the Twitter. We, we have a Twitter page, Australia. So if you have a, an Ants of Agony question, you can uh, ask it. Hashtag Ants of Agony. Yeah. Um, so then we will accumulate a plethora of uh, Ants of Agony questions and we will uh, throughout them. the week. And we can answer them so that you don't have to do it just before we do the taping or even while we are doing the taping. Because that is not practical. No, it's not. Uh, I did have one uh, message from my little brother. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was basically just a video of um, Hillary and Haley Duff. You know the Duff sisters? The Duff sisters. Remember when they released Our Lips Are Sealed? The Duff sisters were... Yeah, okay. They were a thing. They were a thing. They were a thing, the Duff sisters. And you you are the Duffy brothers. We're the Duffy brothers, but he he sent me a message with a video going, can we please do a cover of this song and make the exact same video shot for shot? Yes, you should do that. I should do that. Interesting fact, in Australian, uh, when you're up the Duff... You are pregnant. pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, you knew that because I've told you. No, I think uh, I think I've just heard it. Up the duff. Yes. Yeah. 
Imagine having my last name in Australia. Up the Duffy. Ah, I used to get all kinds of stupid uh, taunts in school, like Up the Duffy, uh, Duff Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people love Duff the Simpsons. Man. Fluffy. What? What? what uh, you could act like the super, the super uh, straight character, which Duff Man. Duff Man. But I guess he's clo- he looks a bit. He is a closeted gay yeah. for sure. Have you finished Stranger Things yet? I have one episode left. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Are, are we risking things talking about it because it's only just come out last week? I think it's only just come out. God damn it. Yeah. I'll have to talk to you off air because I have a theory. <laughs> I finished it, but I have okay. a theory about a character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that was it, isn't it? I think we have done with the show. We have done the taping, which we talked with words in the microphone, Jonathan. So it's now time to say peace, peace out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Takk fyrir að hlusta.